Gracias por cantar tan hermosamente. Gracias, grupo de alabanza, en dirigir, ayudarnos en esas alabanzas. Si tienen sus Biblias, abren al Filipenses capítulo 3. Philippians chapter number 3. This morning is where we're going to be studying the scriptures. And while you're turning there, let me, let me just pause as it's the, 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 the beginning of the year, the first Sunday. And um, here at Bethany Baptist Church, we like and love uh, to celebrate. Right? We, we celebrate Christmas, we celebrate New Year's, but we also celebrate what God does in our life and what God does through our lives. And, uh, and this morning, we want to just, I just want to pause real quick and celebrate. Nomás quiero pausar rápidamente antes de entrar al mensaje, uh, porque aquí en la Iglesia Bautista Betania nos, nos encanta, amamos el celebrar. Celebramos Navidad, celebramos el Nuevo Año, celebramos el Mundial, celebramos todo, ¿verdad? Pero quiero también celebrar no solamente lo que Dios hace en nosotros, pero también lo que Dios hace por medio de nosotros y queremos celebrar porque en este año en nuestro regalo para Jesús uh, nosotros como iglesia invertimos en eternidad cuatro mil veintitrés dólares four thousand twenty three dollars in our gift to Jesus this, this morning uh, what an amazing thing it, it's uh, it's it's something that's investing into eternity in our family life center to help us finish the restrooms and and this year do more for the cause of Christ than we did in 2022. Uh, esto nos va a ayudar en terminar los baños y hacer más, tener un, un efecto, un impacto mayor en este año que tuvimos en el año 2022. Por eso tenemos que celebrar, debemos de celebrar cuando vamos invirtiendo en cosas de la eternidad, cosas como el reino de Dios. Y cuatro mil dólares es bastante, hermanos, gracias a cada uno que sacrificó uh, eso no uh, viene del presupuesto normal. Eso lo dimos encima del diezmo, encima de misiones y encima de construcción. O sea, eso fue mayor, más, uh, más que lo que normalmente damos. Y eso es una bendición y algo por lo cual debemos de celebrar. This was, this was something worth celebrating. This was on top of our tithe, on top of our missions giving, on top of our construction giving. Then we gave our gift to Jesus. That means this church loves God so much that we just keep giving. Isn't that pretty awesome? Uh, I hope you're excited to be a, a part of a church like that. I, I don't know about you, but I've always wanted to be a part of a church that keeps giving. And this church for more than 40 years has been a church that keeps giving. Just, we, we just year after year, we keep giving uh, because God is just keeps giving us. And, uh, and that's something worth celebrating, worth, worth repeating for sure. Philippians chapter 3. Filipenses capítulo 3, Philippians chapter number 3, and we're going to be reading verse number 12 down to verse number 14. Philippians chapter 3, Filipenses capítulo 3, uh, del 12 al 14, from verse 12 to verse 14, and with this passage, we will jump into our new theme for the year. Uh, nuestra lema nueva para este año se encuentra en este pasaje de Filipenses capítulo 3, Philippians chapter 3. Solo voy a leer en español y después en inglés. I'm reading Spanish to English. Verse 12. No que lo haya alcanzado ya, ni que ya sea perfecto, sino que prosigo 
por ver si logro así aquello para lo cual fui también asido por Cristo Jesús. Hermanos, yo mismo no pretendo haberlo ya alcanzado, pero una cosa hago, olvidando ciertamente lo que queda atrás y extendiéndome a lo que está adelante, prosigo a la meta, al premio del supremo llamamiento de Dios en Cristo Jesús. Not as though I had already attained, either already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This year of 2023, I want to challenge us to be a church that is reaching. A church that is reaching. The Christian life is a life that is full of reaching. You'll find if you're a Christian that is walking in a way and in the light that pleases God, you'll find that your life will be one that is reaching, reaching out to God, reaching others with the gospel, reaching milestones, and reaching the finish line of the Christian life. It's all about reaching. En este año de 2023, les quiero retar como iglesia alcanzar. La vida cristiana se trata de alcanzar, de estar logrando, extendiéndome, como dijo el apóstol Pablo allí en el versículo 13. Alcanzar. En la vida cristiana vamos a encontrar que hay metas que hay que alcanzar como cristiano. Hay personas que debemos de alcanzar con el evangelio. Debemos ser tan fieles en nuestro caminar con Dios que al terminar nuestra carrera podemos alcanzar, terminar fielmente. En este año queremos enfocarnos en alcanzar. The Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the church in Philippi from a prison. He's not being detained because he shot somebody on New Year's. He's not being detained because he was breaking the law by robbing or assaulting. He's being detained in a prison because of his faith. For the simple fact that he has been reaching in his life, reaching a closer walk with God, reaching others with the gospel of Jesus Christ, because he's been striving and extending himself for the cause of the gospel. And now he finds himself in a prison having to write this letter to the church at Philippi. He's looking to encourage them. He's writing to them about the joy that is found in the Christian life as you reach. This year of 2023... We want to echo that message. We want to live the message of reaching. 
of reaching a closer walk with God and of reaching others with the gospel. We want our year, this year, to be defined by this reality of the Christian life that we're reaching. Queremos alcanzar a otros. Queremos alcanzar las metas en la vida cristiana. El apóstol Pablo aquí está escribiendo desde un cárcel. Fue encarcelado no por asaltar a alguien, ni por matar a alguien, ni robar a alguien. Está en la cárcel simplemente por su fe. Porque en su vida cristiana ha estado alcanzando diferentes metas en el caminar cristiano, en la jornada cristiana. Está en la cárcel porque en su vida el apóstol Pablo decidió alcanzar a otros con el evangelio de Jesucristo. Y ahora por tomar esa decisión se encuentra en la cárcel. Está escribiendo esta carta a la iglesia que está en Filipos. Les está animando. Hablando del gozo de la vida cristiana. Animándoles a terminar fielmente. A seguir extendiéndose. Seguir alcanzando a otros. Por eso cuando llegas al versículo 12, 13 y 14 de esta carta, ves que el apóstol Pablo, al retar esta iglesia, les dice, extendiéndome, prosigo a la meta. Right at this point of the letter, Paul says, let me tell you, in my life, I've been trying to reach not reach selfishly for me, but reach for the cause of Christ. Now, how do we do that? As I thought about this and as we studied the passage, I thought about, wow, what a wonderful theme about reaching. But this year as a church, we need to have more than just a great slogan and a great theme to start the year. I think reaching is a great goal and it's a, a great direction in our life as Christians. But if we don't know how to do it, then it really doesn't matter that we have a nice screen that says it. It really doesn't matter that we have the motivation inside and the good feelings and emotion of wanting to reach. If we don't begin to live it out, then what difference will it make? We'll get to the end of 2023, and we may not see much difference from 2022. That's why the Apostle Paul didn't just talk about reaching, but he lived it. In fact, he got to a point where he would tell people, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. He wasn't gloating about his life. He was simply saying, I've determined to reach in my life. Let me tell you how I'm doing that. Apóstol Pablo había determinado en su vida vivir una vida de alcanzar. Hermanos, en este año como iglesia tenemos que decidir vivir el lema. Podemos hablar de alcanzar metas en nuestra vida cristiana. Podemos hablar de alcanzar a otros con el evangelio. 
Pero la Biblia es más de que solamente conocimiento. Es más que solamente saber lo que dice. La vida cristiana se vive. Se, se ven las decisiones que vamos tomando. El apóstol Pablo en su vida buscó cómo vivir de modo que siempre estaba alcanzando. Ahora aquí en este pasaje no solamente lo vive, sino nos, nos enseña cómo, cómo hacerlo. Es importante, hermanos, que en este año sepamos cómo vamos a alcanzar. Podemos hablar mucho de la vida cristiana y que es de alcanzar, y sí es, alcanzando metas, logrando metas, extendiéndonos y alcanzando a otros con el Evangelio. Sí es eso, todo eso forma parte de la vida cristiana, pero ¿cómo lo hacemos? Es importante saber. Por eso hoy en esta mañana quiero compartir tres maneras de cómo podemos vivir alcanzando en nuestra vida cristiana. I'm going to share three ways how we can be reaching according to uh, Philippians chapter 3, reaching in our Christian life. Notice, if you will, first of all, that he starts with a godly dissatisfaction. A godly dissatisfaction. He says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. The Apostle Paul here shares much of his desire and his goal and uh, what what is going to constitute him reaching. We don't have time right now, but if you start in verse number one of chapter three, you see that the Apostle Paul is sharing with the church about the dangers of, of, um, of making the Christian life all about a to-do list. And uh, in that, he shares with them a little bit of his testimony. He shares with them where he came from and, and what he thought reaching was all about uh, before knowing Christ. And And he shares with them how he was from the tribe of Benjamin and how he was a Pharisee of Pharisees and uh, his zealousness for God to the point where he persecuted the church. And, and he shares all of this. And he says, I, I want to know in my life the power. I want to know God and the power of his resurrection. But the way I'm going to do that is by reaching. He said it in verse number 12, but it starts with a godly dissatisfaction of saying, I've not really apprehended it yet. I've been following and living the Christian life, yes, but I've not arrived yet. He had a godly dissatisfaction of what his position was in his current position. El apóstol Pablo tenía una insatisfacción piadosa. Empezando el capítulo... Versículo 1, vemos que el apóstol Pablo le está advirtiendo a la iglesia, cuidado con aquellos que quieren hacer de la vida cristiana solamente cosas que hacemos. Ir a la iglesia, este, leer la Biblia, orar. O sea, la, la vida cristiana es más que esas cosas. Sí forman parte de la vida cristiana, sí, pero es más que eso. Y por eso él empieza a decir, mira, cuidado, porque hay algunos que quieren hacer de eso toda la vida cristiana. Aún están enseñando de de que por medio de las obras uno llega a ser cristiano. Dijo, y no es, es por solamente la gracia de Dios, por fe en Jesús y la obra que Él hizo. Pero dice, mira, quiero que sepan lo que yo he logrado y lo que yo pensé era alcanzar antes de conocer a Cristo. 
habla del tribu que era, que era fariseo, hombre religioso, al punto donde él perseguía la iglesia de Dios. Pero llegas al versículo 10 y dice, pero lo que yo quiero y lo que yo entiendo ahora es que quiero conocer a Dios y el poder de su resurrección. Pero ¿cómo? Por alcanzar, por lograr, por extenderme. ¿Y cómo hacemos eso? Bueno, primeramente con una insatisfacción piadosa. Y eso empieza en su posición. En su posición, Paul wants more, though he has seen and grown and understood much in his Christian walk, he wants more. He wants more of God in his life. He wants more of God's power in his life. He wants to know more of the sufferings of Jesus Christ. He, he wasn't satisfied with where he was at in his Christian life. He did not feel that he had untamed it yet. He had not completed what is the Christian life. I say this morning, if we're going to be reaching more in our lives as Christians, we must come to the place where we have a godly dissatisfaction of where we are in our Christian walk. I think it's, I think it's awesome if in 2022 you read the Bible more than you've ever read before. I think it's awesome. I think you're on the right direction if you prayed more in 2022 than you ever had in your life. I think that's great. But can I say that we ought not to be satisfied with that life of 2022? That our walk in 2022 wasn't the end of the Christian life and it wasn't completed at the end of yesterday. That there's still more that God wants you to reach in your walk with him. That there's still more that God wants you to attain in your life. You can't be satisfied with where you're at in your Christian walk. You can't say, well, it's good enough what I'm doing for God. No, you gotta, you gotta have more. You gotta want more. More of Him. El apóstol Pablo quería más. Aunque no era un nuevo cristiano en el tiempo que él escribió esta carta, él había crecido ya mucho en su vida cristiana, él había entendido más de las verdades de Dios, pero todavía vemos en el versículo 10, quiere saber más de Dios, quiere saber más del poder de Dios y retener más del poder de Dios, quiere, quiere alcanzar más, quiere conocer más de los sufrimientos de Jesús, quiere, quiere ver más, no está satisfecho de donde él está. Ahora, el año pasado puede ser que tú leíste la Biblia más que en cualquier otro tiempo en tu vida. Y digo, gloria a Dios a eso. Quizás el año pasado oraste y pasaste más tiempo con Dios en oración que cualquier otro tiempo en tu vida. Gloria a Dios por eso. Pero hermanos, no podemos estar satisfechos con la vida cristiana que tuvimos en el 2022. Si vamos a vivir una vida que está alcanzando, extendiéndose, logrando más, tenemos que tener una insatisfacción con donde estamos. Pablo había logrado mucho, sí, pero dice, sigue logrando más. Su deseo era eso. Lo que animaba a otros es hacer más. Mira lo que dice 1 Timoteo 6.12. 
pelea, está escribiendo Timoteo, pelea la buena batalla de la fe, hecha mano de la vida eterna a la cual así mismo fuiste llamado, habiendo hecho la buena profesión delante de muchos testigos. Dice, pelea, sigue extendiéndote, alcanzando. Paul was all about reaching more. He encouraged people to reach more. He told Timothy, fight the good fight. Move forward. Keep reaching. He had a dissatisfaction with his position where he was at, but he had a dissatisfaction also with the place that he was at. The place. He writes, I follow after. There in verse number 12. The Greek word here is dioko, and it means to run after and to pursue. It's like, it's like somebody's ahead of you and you're trying to tackle them and you're, you're running at full speed. You're pursuing them. You're trying to get them. And, and Paul says, listen, the, the grace of God got a hold of me. And now by that grace, I'm pursuing it as well to reach more by the grace of God. To do more through the grace of God. Paul was not dissatisfied. Paul was not satisfied with where he was at. He was not satisfied with what he was doing up to that point. I got to do more. He said, I follow after. You know, we also must come to a point in our life where we're pursuing the grace of God and not satisfied with the place where we're at in it. We must reach if we're not going to stay in the same place as we did last year. If church ain't going to be the same old church every year, then we're going to have to reach and extend ourselves, and sacrifice. We have to. They say insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting a different result. There's a lot of churches living in insanity. My prayer is that this church isn't one of them. My prayer is that there's men and women in this church that says we're not satisfied with what we're doing. We've got to do more. That we make a decision, I will follow after, I will pursue after the grace of God. That grace that, that pursued after me, I want to pursue it as well. Vemos que el apóstol Pablo no estaba satisfecho con su posición donde estaba, ni el lugar que estaba. Dijo que sigo, sigo. La palabra griega es dioco que significa perseguir. Es como jugar fútbol americano y, y, y tienes que uh, votar a la otra uh, persona con la pelota y él está uh, enfrente de, de ti. Tienes que correr con todo lo que tienes para alcanzarlo. El apóstol Pablo comparta con ellos, la gracia de Dios me alcanzó y ahora yo estoy alcanzando esa gracia. No para ser salvo, él es, estamos, somos salvos por la obra de Dios. De lo que yo estoy hablando es alcanzar las metas. Y tener un impacto en el reino de Dios. Dicen que alguien que es un loco, que no tiene la lógica y no vive con lógicamente, es alguien que hace lo mismo todo el tiempo esperando que algo va a cambiar. Si hacemos lo mismo como siempre, nada va a cambiar. Hay muchas iglesias que están funcionando locamente. Que cada año están haciendo lo mismo, pero no se están extendiendo, no están alcanzando. 
simplemente es una rutina ya. El apóstol Pablo dice, alguien que está alcanzando, está insatisfecho con donde está. Y insatisfecho con lo que está haciendo. Sigo, dice, sigo. Estoy persiguiendo algo. Vemos que hay que tener una insatisfacción, pero también un enfoque singular. Un enfoque singular. Mira lo que dice el versículo número 13. Dice, hermanos, yo mismo no pretendo haberlo ya alcanzado, pero una cosa hago, una cosa. No diez cosas, no cien cosas, una cosa hago, una. Tenía un enfoque singular. Si lees mucho las cartas que él escribió, uno puede ver de la personalidad de Pablo. Era un hombre súper enfocado en su vida. Todo lo que él hacía, lo, lo hacía al 100. Él no sabía hacer algo 50% eh, de energía o de, de querer hacerlo. O sea, él, él siempre estaba totalmente dedicado a lo que estaba haciendo. Cuando no era cristiano y era religioso, él estaba al 100, al punto donde estaba matando personas que estaban en la fe. Pero vemos que cuando Jesucristo lo alcanzó y en su gracia, vemos que ahora como cristiano sigue con eso, con ese enfoque. Ahora no a perseguir o a matar cristianos, sino a ayudar cristianos. Tanto fue la transformación de Pablo que fue a destruir iglesias y cambió tanto ahora a plantar iglesias. Y vemos en su vida un enfoque. Alcanzar, vivir según uh, esa verdad de alcanzar, lograr, extender más, se requiere un enfoque singular. Por eso dice, olvidando el pasado. Apostle Paul not only has a dissatisfaction where he's at, but he has a singular focus. This one thing I do, he says in verse 13. D.L. Moody, when reading this, commented, he said, Paul said, this one thing I do, not these 40, th 40 things I dabble in. As Christians, we ought to have one focus in our life. That doesn't mean we only do one thing in our life. But it means that everything we do has one focus to why we're doing it and what we're doing. The Apostle Paul had a singular focus. And if you read enough about, uh, about the Apostle Paul, if you read his letters, you'll find that that was his personality. And he was an all-in kind of person. Uh, be, 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 listen, be, before he was saved, he was all-in. So much so as a religious Pharisee that He persecuted the church in his zealousness for it. His zealousness for his religion, he was killing people for their faith in Jesus. But when the grace of God came and when Jesus met him on that Damascus road, there was a transformation. And just like he was focused on his religion before knowing Christ, when he got into a relationship with Jesus Christ, he was just as focused. But instead of now killing people in their faith, he was building them up and encouraging them. Instead of destroying churches, he was now planting churches. And he said, I have this one focus in my life. 
this, this one focus that I follow after. And I say if you're going to reach in 2023, you're going to have to have one focus. You can't have five different focuses going in five different directions. It can't be, well, God's over here in my life and work's over here in my life and family's over here in my life and, you know, they're, they're all the same priority. They can't all be the same priority. Not if you're going to be reaching in the Christian life. They can all be under the same focus, which is a God focus, and they ought to be. But they can't all be different focuses in your life. There's got to be one focus. The Apostle Paul said, I, I have this one focus. It's, it's amazing in that focus. He says, my focus, this one thing I do, starts with forgetting the past. Let me tell you something. Paul had a flat past, a past that was widely known to many people, failures that were clearly seen. Now, the, the, the Bible doesn't say that he was the one that actually put the knife in people. I don't know if he ever did. But he certainly was the leader of people that were killing people and imprisoning them. He had a past that was pretty horrific. He was a persecutor of the church. He was an accomplice of murderers, if not one himself. He was part of a political party that murdered Jesus. And yet... He said, I got to forget that past. But you'll notice that at this point in his Christian life, like I said, his past wasn't only what he did wrong in his failures. His past was also successes. By this point, he planted churches in Galatia. Planted churches there in Ephesus, and he'd been planting churches there in the Asia Minor, minor area in Macedonia. He led many people, uh, by the grace of God, to... A, 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 a real relationship with Jesus Christ. He'd written several letters to churches like the Church of Galatia. He'd already written that letter. Encouraging people and instructing people. And he says this, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting the failures, but forgetting the successes. Because I have one focus. It's driving me to reach. Olvidando el pasado era el enfoque que Pablo tenía. Él tenía un pasado muy pesado. Un pasado de perseguir la iglesia. La Biblia no nos dice que él mató a alguien, él físicamente, pero era líder de aquellos que sí estaban matando. Era un hombre que había... fracasado muy públicamente formaba parte del partido que había matado a Cristo pero él dice olvidando lo pasado a este punto quiero que noten que su pasado no era solamente los fracasos a este punto cuando él escribe esto esta carta, vemos que ya había plantado iglesias en Galacia, en Macedonia, en Efesios. Eh, él ya había hecho muchos logros en su vida cristiana. 
Él había guiado muchos a los pies de Cristo. Había escrito como la carta de Gálatas que está en nuestra Biblia. Él lo había escrito ya para cuando escribió esta carta. Y de todos modos dice olvidando el pasado. Los fracasos, los éxitos. ¿Por qué? Porque cuando vivimos en el pasado perdemos el enfoque de hoy. Por eso tienen que, te, tenemos que tener cuidado, hermanos, no vivamos en el pasado. Ah, pero el, el 2022 hice este y fracasé de esta manera, de esta manera. Ok, olvídalo, olvídalo. Bueno, como iglesia crecimos, vimos a muchos llegar y, 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 y entregarse al Señor y, y vimos crecimiento en nuestra iglesia espiritual. Ok, qué bueno, olvídalo. Porque si nos quedamos en el pasado, perdemos el enfoque de hoy. It's so important to understand if we lose, listen, if you stay in the past, you lose focus of today. That's why Paul says, forgetting what those things which are behind, forgetting the past. He says, I don't know what your failures were in 2022, but whatever they were, forget them. I don't know what your successes were, but we got to forget them. Let me, I can tell you, as a church, we saw a lot of success. We saw people coming back from the pandemic. We saw people uh, this year uh, get saved and join the church and growing spiritually. We saw many of us who had been in church for many years growing spiritually. But Pastor, what are we going to do in 2023? We're going to forget about 2022. And we're going to reach to focus on today. Because if you, if you stay in the past, you lose focus of today. Man, in the 45 years or 46 years that we've been at church, we've seen some amazing things. But we've got to forget them. We can't live in that past and in that history. We, ask, we must ask ourselves, what is our focus? What is our focus? Paul said his singular focus was forgetting the past and then reaching forth. Reaching. His sights were on things that were coming ahead. He was not limiting himself to what was done already, but rather what could be done. He was constantly challenging himself to do more. In fact, you can read in, in the book of Acts where, where Paul was like, hey, uh, listen, uh, yeah, we've got churches in Galatia. We've got churches in, in Macedonia. But you know, there's no church in Spain. We need to go there. There's a church in Rome, and I'm writing to them, and I'm, ho I'm, I'm asking them to help me to go further beyond to the outer rim of the Roman Empire so that we can reach more for the gospel and for the cause of Jesus Christ. You see, he was always reaching forward. Our sights must be on what can be done through God's power. Not what has been done, but what can be done. That's a life of reaching. Vemos en su enfoque singular que no solamente era olvidar el pasado, sino él dice extendiéndome. Su vista siempre estaba en el futuro. No se limitaba a lo que ya había hecho, sino lo que hay que, lo que queda de hacer. Pablo hubiera podido decir, bueno, ya planté iglesias en Galacia y en Macedonia, ¿para qué seguir? Pero él dijo, mira, hemos plantado iglesias ahí, pero, ¿sabes? España todavía no tiene iglesia. Hay que alcanzarlos. 
Dijo, voy a, a Roma y voy a pedir a la iglesia ahí en Roma que me ayude ahora con ofrendas para seguir. ¿Por qué? Se quería extender. No vivió en el pasado diciendo, bueno, mira lo que ya logré. No, siempre estaba viendo lo que se puede lograr más. Una vida que se está alcanzando en la vida cristiana, descendiendo, logrando en la vida cristiana, se puede ver en el enfoque que tienen. ¿Se están enfocando en el pasado o en el futuro? Hemos visto muchos logros en 46 años de ser iglesia. Pero Dios no ha terminado. Y debemos de poner nuestra vista como iglesia en lo que Dios puede hacer. Hay varios hogares aquí en, en Palmview que todavía no conocen a Cristo como su salvador personal. Hay que levantar la vista, alcanzar. Pablo siempre estaba extendiéndome, extendiéndome, extendiéndome. Dijo Pablo, ¿por qué? Alcanzar más. ¿Por qué? Por su enfoque. Nuestro enfoque como iglesia debe ser alcanzar, ver lo que Dios puede hacer. Ha hecho bastante, sí, pero quiere hacer más. En este año 2023 hay que lograr más. Hay que enfocarnos por olvidar y extender. Quiero que note por último... Para terminar, una determinación sólida. Si vamos a vivir una vida cristiana que está alcanzando más, tenemos que tener una determinación sólida. El apóstol Pablo, ahí en el versículo 14, dice esto, dice, prosigo a la meta. El premio del supremo llamamiento de Dios en Cristo Jesús tenía una determinación, dijo, prosigo. Prosigo a la meta. Una vez más, esa palabra prosigo es la misma palabra que encontramos en el versículo 12 de seguir. Es la palabra dioco. Ahora, esa palabra griega, como en español, el contexto puede cambiar ¿Cómo traducimos esa palabra? Si vemos en el versículo 6, dice el apóstol Pablo que él era alguien que perseguía la iglesia. Es la misma palabra. Ahora, comparto eso para decir la emoción que había, la pasión detrás de esta palabra, de proseguir. Al decir, prosigo la meta, no estaba diciendo solamente, estoy corriendo tanto que pueda, pero estoy corriendo con pasión. Estoy en este enfoque que tengo con todo lo que tengo. Prosigo esa meta. Vamos, si vamos a extendernos como iglesia, si vamos a alcanzar más, tenemos que tener una pasión para esto. No puede ser algo que solamente hacemos porque no hay nada más que hacer el fin de semana. No, tiene que ser más allá de eso. No podemos... Estar con un amor tanto con Dios y enfriarnos el próximo día. Y después otra vez uh, uh, con un amor caliente. Y después el próximo día después de eso, uh, frío. Dice 
en Apocalipsis capítulo 3, Cristo dijo a la iglesia, la, la odisea, que era así, te voy a vomitar de la boca. Esto de pro, proseguir es una pasión que nos está fortaleciendo el, el enfoque. He had a solid determination in his life. The Apostle Paul ends this quick challenge with a determination to reach his goal. He said, I press toward the mark. The word there, I press toward, that phrase is the same word that we find in verse number 12, I follow after. But if you do a word study with the context, you'll find in verse number 6 of chapter 3, just go back a, a few verses, you'll find that Paul said, I was a I persecuted the church. It's the same Greek word. And I share this to say that it reveals the passion that was behind him when he says, I pressed toward the mark. There was a passion for following. There was a passion in reaching. It was more than just what I do on weekends. It was more than just, oh, this is kind of part of my life. No, it is my life. Paul would let her write, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. He's already written that, actually, in chapter 1, verse 21. So here he is, saying, I press toward the mark, the passion behind it. I'm pursuing it with all I've got. Can I say this? This life of reaching in the Christian life has to have passion behind it. Because it's the passion that will feed our focus. You'll lose focus, that singular focus, if we lose our passion. That's why, that's why Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are ahead, I press toward the mark. It's what feeds it. We can't be on fire one day and cold the next day. It's got to be more than that. Revelation chapter 3, the Lord Jesus said to the church in Laodicea, because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Literally, I'll throw up. Because you're neither hot nor cold. They weren't passionate about anything other than greed and selfishness and a life about them. And that church at Laodicea thought, we're okay, we're rich, we got buildings, we got programs, we got a gymnasium. But you had no passion. But it was all about you. Verse 20, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. It's not a salvation verse. We can use it that way, but that's not what he's talking about. He's outside the church trying to get in the church. They had a building with 310 seats, but not one for him. They had a gym with bathrooms and a kitchen and a wood floor that's coming soon, but there's no room for him. What happened? They lost focus. There wasn't a determination to follow after. That's why Paul said, I pressed toward the mark. 
And then notice what he's pressing towards, he says, for the prize of the high calling. What is that prize? How do we get that prize fixing our eyes on Jesus? Jesus is the prize. Jesus was the one who had called him. Jesus was the one he was living for. Jesus was all to him. It was because of Jesus that he came to a saving grace. It was because Jesus forgave others that Paul said, I forgive others. It's because Jesus loved people that Paul said, that's why I love people. It's because Jesus gave that Paul says, I give. His eyes were fixed on Jesus. As he was pressing toward the mark, his eyes were on Jesus. That was where the prize was at. The calling was all about Jesus' calling. It was all about Jesus and his life. 2023, listen to me, church, has to be about him. We're not reaching for a bigger building. Success is a moving target, but Jesus is a fixed goal. Churches get bigger and smaller all the time. A life that's reaching sees Jesus as a fixed goal. No matter what the size of the auditorium, no matter what programs and ministries they have, is Jesus the goal or not? Hermanos, vemos que el apóstol Pablo, al proseguir la meta, puso sus ojos en Jesús. Él, Jesús fue el premio para él. Fue Jesús que le alcanzó en ese camino, que le transformó, que le dio gracia, que le perdonó. Pablo de decía muchas veces, yo perdono a otros porque Dios, Jesús me perdonó a mí. Amo a otros porque Jesús ama. Doy porque Jesús dio. Para él todo su enfoque era Jesús. Su vida era Jesús. Sus ojos fueron puestos en Jesús. Toda su vida. ¿Cómo se extendió? ¿Cómo alcanzó? Con sus ojos en Jesús. Iglesia. Si vamos a extendernos y alcanzar y lograr en este año 2023, tenemos que poner nuestros ojos en Jesús. No los programas. El tamaño del edificio. La cantidad de las ofrendas. No, 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 es más que eso. Esos, esas metas, esos éxitos van y vienen. La meta es Jesús. Jesús en nuestra vida. Jesús como nuestro todo. So this morning, we're called to live a Christian life of reaching. It's what we do as Christians. But the only way we can do that is with a godly dissatisfaction and a singular focus and a solid determination. You say, Pastor, what happens when we do this? Uh, what, what does God do when we do this, when we're reaching? Well, let me just remind you of what God does. 
God takes an 80-year-old man on the backside of a desert and he leads the greatest exit known to man. He takes this little shepherd boy, 13 or 14 or 15, who knows, around there, and he makes him a king. He takes this foul-mouthed fisherman and makes him one of the greatest disciples we know. He takes a persecutor of the church and makes him an apostle of the church. Why? They were reaching. They were reaching. They were reaching. Moses reached. David reached. Peter was reaching. Perfect? No. They didn't pretend to have apprehended it. But this one thing they were doing, they pressed toward the mark. In 2023, church, one thing we need to be doing, pressing toward the mark. Not be satisfied with what we did in 2022, but eyes on what can be done in 2023. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about what can be done and how we're going to do it. But today's decision is, will we reach? Will you reach? En esta mañana, Dios nos ha llamado a una vida cristiana que esté alcanzando, logrando, ascendiendo. La única manera que podemos hacer esto es con una insatisfacción piadosa con un enfoque singular y una determinación sólida. Pastor, ¿qué pasa cuando hacemos eso? Les recuerdo. Cuando hacen eso y cuando hacemos eso, Dios empieza a mover de maneras milagrosamente. Toma a un hombre de 80 años de edad en el desierto y la transforma el líder, quizás más grande que hemos visto en la tierra aquí. El dirigir el pueblo de Israel, más de un millón de personas fuera de Egipto. ¿Qué pasa cuando nos enfocamos en Dios, pastor? Cuando vamos alcanzando, viviendo una vida así. Pues cuando David lo hizo, Dios lo llevó de un pastor de ovejas a ser rey de Israel. Tomó un pescador maldiciente, como era Pedro, a ser un discípulo que no tenía vergüenza del Evangelio. Tuvo un, to, tomó un hombre o llevó un hombre que perseguía la iglesia a ser uno de los apóstoles más grandes de la iglesia. Eso es lo que pasa cuando vivimos una vida cristiana alcanzando. En 2019, en la carrera de Boston, el Marathon, este hombre, Lawrence Sharono, que es del país de Kenia, estaba perdiendo con una cuadra que quedaba en la carrera. Su competencia que está ahí al lado, es la Lisa de Sisa, 
y estaba ganando. Y en esa última cuadra, Lawrence decidió darle un poco más. Y pueden ver el video si van a Google y van a ver, aunque estaba perdiendo por un, un segundo más o menos, en esa última cuadra se retó. Alcanzar, ascenderse más y ya estaba cansado. Ya tenía más de 26 millas corriendo. Pero esa última cuadra se extendió. Ganó por dos segundos. De perder con una cuadra que quedaba a ganar. ¿Por qué? Porque se extendió. Hermanos, es lo que queremos ver en esta iglesia. En este año extendámonos, alcancemos más. Por medio de la gracia de Dios, alcancemos más. La decisión hoy en esta mañana es, vas a vivir de tal manera tu vida cristiana que estés alcanzando más. Vamos a orar. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word and for your truth. Father, this morning, we've been challenged by your word. to reach and Father I don't know what 2023 holds for us I don't know the trials and the difficulties that await but I do know this that Father as a church we need to be reaching we need to be reaching a closer walk with you reaching to know you more and to know your sufferings more and the power of your resurrection. We'd be reaching others with the gospel and proclaiming, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that in 2023, this church, our church, we'd be reaching. Padre, ayúdanos a alcanzar más más extendernos más en este año 2023 no sé qué nos espera pero padre nosotros queremos ser una iglesia que vaya extendiéndose ayúdanos a extendernos y alcanzar más les voy a pedir que se pongan de pie I'm going to ask if you would stand In a moment, the worship team will start singing, but I want us to remain in prayer. I want to open up the altar. I don't do this often, you know that. But maybe God's touched your heart to say, I want to reach more. Maybe you'll come down to the altar and just say, God, help me reach more this year than I did last year. En esta mañana voy a abrir el altar. En unos momentos va a empezar a cantar el grupo de alabanza y quiero nomás darles a la oportunidad. Dicen, ¿sabes Dios? Yo quiero alcanzar más en este año. Entonces vamos a abrir el altar para que puedan venir y decir, Dios, ayúdame a alcanzar más. Está abierto. You can come.
from the altar if, if God spoke to you if Dios te ha hablado tu corazón dice quiero alcanzar más en este año 2023 Dios ayúdame a alcanzar más tener ese enfoque no perder el enfoque Dios ayúdame a conseguir la meta que nos diste tantas bendiciones en el 2022 vimos tu gracia y tu misericordia vivimos lo que es ser una iglesia fiel al trabajar en tu reino pero ahora nos has dado un año más y te pedimos como iglesia ayúdanos a alcanzar Ayúdenos, Padre. Denos de tu Espíritu. Llénanos con tu Espíritu. Para dar, extender más, alcanzar más. Ser más para tu obra, para tu honra, para tu gloria. We want to reach more, Father. We ask of your power to do so. Without you, we can do nothing. So then we're asking for you, for your power over this church over our families so that we might reach reach more for you in this year be with us I pray in Jesus name Amen